Hello, this is Brian from Living in the End Times with Amos and X. As always, thank you for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please be sure to follow us on social media. Give us a favorable rating on the podcast app of your choice, say CastBox or Podcast Republic. And most importantly, support us through Patreon at patreon.com slash endtimespodcast. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash endtimespodcast, one word. And thank you in advance. No, I don't know what happened there. I don't either. It might have been my phone. Who knows? Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, so like the Blackwater thing is just like any any corporate entity who has any sort of money or, again, any activist fucking crazy Peter Thiel. I don't know who the Koch brothers, whoever the fuck has the media. Yeah. Any billionaire can put put assets on whoever, Bernie or whoever, to take him out. And this is why like and, – and this is totally viable – and feasible it may be technically illegal but if you do it in another country it's not like eric prince has no allegiance to the u.s government and he's said as much like he's working probably for the chinese as well as contracting with the u.s um and that's why i was saying like uh in private chats like the honestly and this sounds like this sounds bananas probably but like honestly tr- bernie's best chance of survival is if steve bannon and donald trump like guarantee that they have honest operators in the secret service put a triple team bernie security as well as put like private secret black budget halo teams around him like that's <laughs> maybe literally the only way he makes it to the election and i say that because trump is fucking in the tank for bernie almost like literally like openly now saying like the, the dnc is trying to fuck bernie over again because trump like in, in new revealed documents trump has said he was he basically didn't understand why Hillary didn't choose Bernie as a running mate and how it would have fucked yeah. him over. Like, he knew that. Yes. Yeah, so I think, uh, like, what's interesting about that is, like, who knows Trump's, like, like kind of, like, like, motives in terms of, like, the strictest kind of, like, most fundamental way. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, no matter who he thinks he's fighting – He's helping Bernie at this point. Right. And I don't I'm and, I'm 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 on the fence about whether or not Trump wants to be president. I think he he's in power and so he wants to stay in power. But yeah. but he's yeah, all, he's go, okay I, with I, not. I go back and forth on that. I think I was of the opinion like that first year that he essentially fucking hated it, you know? Right. And like um and he was like this is the worst fucking job ever, you know? And like He's kind of slowly, uh, I mean, once he fucking, like, fired whoever he fucking could want, like, he's basically, he can do whatever he wants during the day now. Yeah. Like, day to day. And I honestly think that was kind of the biggest thing is, like, that first year, he was, like, being held, like, Steve Bannon was trying to, like, make him be president, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. And, like, and he was, like, he was, like, uh... Like, this is fucking, like, this is the worst job ever. Like, I don't get to, like, do what I want and, like, whatever. And, and then, and, like, I mean, there's no really other reason for him to get rid of Bannon because, like, obviously no matter, like, I mean, Bannon's, like, like, scum of the earth, but he was probably fucking good at his job, you know? And yeah. so, like, he just didn't want to do, like, you know, uh, the work. And... Um, but now I think it, there is something to that, uh, of like him enjoying, like he's, he's embraced the role, let's say, you know, and, and, and to the point where like now I think he views losing as losing, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, like now he views it as an actual kind of game to stay in power and, um, however you want to define power you know but like he doesn't want to lose i mean he is like the one thing that fucking probably libs get right about like fucking you know psychoanalyzing him is that he is a fucking uh egomaniac Mm -hmm. you know i mean so was fucking obama you know what i mean like for that matter right so like um yeah, like people in power want to stay in power, like you know, like the shocking, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, I think um, like it, it's complicated only in a, in a sense just because 
Uh, I totally agree with your read. That's 100%, especially with Bannon making him be president. Like, the problem... I. <laughs> Bannon is a complex figure because, like, he's more left-wing on, like, foreign policy than the the Democratic Party, you know, basically. Yeah. And so, like, um, that was why it was scary. Like, uh, our podcast, uh, my podcast co-host had said before we ever started the podcast, like, he's like, as soon as Bannon was out, I was like, oh, now I'm in deep shit because, like, Bannon wanted us out of fucking Afghanistan. Like, he wanted to actually... Like, the reason Bannon was such a, like, crazy man wasn't because of his nativism. Like, that's kind of just, like, that's just shit Republicans don't say in public that much. But, like, he wanted to actually change how the country functioned, for better or worse. And he w- he's always praising, like, Bernie Sanders and AOC at the level of strategy because he knows the class-based politics of the Dude, future. He, like, he even thinks, like, yeah, I mean, he even thinks, like, he views politics in kind of like almost an old like Lee Atwater or even and like Hummel or a, like so like I I think I've seen like him praise even Nancy Pelosi which yeah like obviously he's talking just about in terms of kind of like how she's able to um facade like her leadership you know right. type thing um. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I guess to, to, to just, I'm sorry, like, I know I've been ADHD brain the entire time and all <laughs> no, over the place, not at but all. to get your, uh, to get back to your kind of like, ber- like, like the, him, um, wanting Bernie to win because I think he sees it as a way to dismantle the DNC, I guess is what I meant by the motive situation. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, like, uh, I, I honestly can't even tell if like right. some of the I, I like they're liter like I literally think that you know again whether it's conscious or not that's the part I can't I will never know but like every move Trump makes helps Bernie and like it seems intended to do that like even if it seems to hurt Trump I think Trump knows well enough his own game that he realizes nothing can really touch him anymore because he's he's figured he's hacked the system like. Nothing yeah, he does, he, any like short of like actually getting impeached. Now, t- to be clear, there's another. You know, I don't. Obviously, Trump's not playing 4D chess, but there's more. He has more than one motivation. Like he does have a motivation to try and impede the impeachment proceeding. So, like at a superficial, cynical level, that's a factor. But you don't do the craziest fucking thing you possibly can if you want to get the heat off you. That doesn't. That doesn't make any sense from any perspective. So. Like the reason I say it helps Bernie is because the impeach the reason I was certain that even though Bernie had the election like buttoned up as soon as the squad endorsed him, yet I still thought he was gonna lose is because of the impeachment, because of the Michael Hudson point that the Democrats want Trump in power because it's easier for them to pretend to govern and not and it gets heat off of them. Trump in his beautifully nihilistic way i think there's still like to your point he does want to destroy the dnc he is this is about this is still about a knife fight for trump and for trump like why was he so effective in 16 he literally had nothing to lose nobody thought he was going to get the nomination nobody thought he was going to win he is a fucking junkyard dog and he plays best with his back against the wall so if he looks like he's down and out, then he really takes the fucking gloves off. And then he's doing shit that, like, you are never allowed to say. I remember in, like, fucking fall of 2015, he was like, we shouldn't be in Syria. Why are we in Syria? Why do we have troops there? And the CNN people were just shocked. Like, they had never heard anybody say anything like this before because you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to con- to offend the fucking the people who pay the bills and keep the lights on at CNN, i.e. the fucking yeah. war machine. So, like, Trump then goes, runs to the left of Hillary on almost everything, including healthcare, including foreign policy, runs against, he's the only major presidential candidate up till then who had been openly critical of the decision to go to war with Iraq. Not what happened, but the fucking decision calling out Jeb Bush saying your brother lied us into a war and everybody erupting yeah. in praise. Like, it was amazing to watch. So, like, yeah, 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 I mean, that's to the left of Tulsi Gabbard, you know, without getting into that fucking Dennis Snakes, but, like, um, uh, the 
the reason that, like, I think for Trump, he'd rather have Bernie win and him lose than, like, the chance of him, like, losing to the DNC is part of it. But also, like, I think as much as he's afraid of Bernie as an actual political adversary, he would rather fight Bernie and have, like, a a real, like, show of it than, like, because for him... you know, it's it's fun to go against Hillary because Hillary had power and he could just be like, fuck you all the time. And everybody loved it. You go against Joe Biden like Trump doesn't even have to show up to those debates. He It would literally right. be a waste of time for him. He has more fun on Twitter. So, like, I think there's just like, you know, it, it's just Trump's general sort of like, I don't think you can pin anything on him because at some level he's not operating from like any he's like the Joker in the, the Nolan. Yeah, film. well, I, I think it's like like. Whenever people try to kind of like personalize Trump, yeah, in terms of, in terms of saying that like he believes this, he wants to do this. Right. It's like, no, he's smart enough to know what plays in any mm-hmm. specific situation. Right. So, like, he knows what to say and like what to say when and all this. Now, I think the most interesting thing probably is, is. Uh, and I'm kind of back and forth on this as well of like him being afraid of Bernie and like, you know, and, and I think there's truth in that. Mm-hmm. But if if we're to believe that he really is as egotistical as we probably think he is, um, then I think he still believes he can beat him, though. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I think like I, I, I think it's like, like what you were saying. Kind of like. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, like, isn't it like there's old shit about Trump talking about like how he's so bored with fucking life and like, you know, and shit and like, and like, and like, uh, how, uh, yeah, but like, 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 yeah, essentially just like, I mean, he's basically and he is a nihilist, like in the truest sense, you know, and like yeah. that, that I think that probably is a good play of like, um, that audio that came out, a lot of people wanted to read that as, see, he's so scared of Bernie. Mm-hmm. And there, there is an element to that, but I didn't particularly read it that way. I read it as like, like, like you said, like, let's fucking get it on, you know, or whatever. Right. I, I mean, that's why I say he's like a junkyard dog and like the Joker from the Nolan film because like he's like, do I look like a guy with a plan? Like, I don't – you don't need to be – at most – well, okay, Chomsky's given the not most – Not a long-term plan. Right. And Chomsky's given the most cogent uh, version of like like Trump's political genius, which is – He's on the one hand, he's saying crazy shit in public to appeal to his like base of voters, but then behind closed doors, he's giving everything away to his real donors or real base, which is the donor class and the people who could fuck him over. But even so, he's still. I mean, I, I go back to that Zizek interview where he talks about like the reason Nixon got impeached or got um, killed politically was because. Nixon was trying to do stuff that was going to disrupt business as usual, like normal relations with China fucks their Cold War efforts up. And then like he was doing he was just doing stuff that was like almost anti-capitalist in a sense. And the capitalists just came after him full throated. And I think there's a similar thing happening with Trump where like you make peace with North Korea or relative detente, you're sort of like – He's not even – there's still sanctions against Russia. Like, that's not even a real story that he's, like, buddies with Putin. Yeah. I, like, that's literally right. just fucking, uh, like, a lie. Um, yeah. And, like, that's Chomsky's argument against the uh, the premise of Russian collusion, which is, like, what's the quid pro quo with Russia? Trump has fucked Russia over because the Congress forced him to. Remember when Trump didn't want to sign those sanctions? Yeah. And then, then the Democrats were like, no, fuck you. And then he couldn't, he had to back off. Like the point is Trump's trying to do things that would actually promote more like peaceful, like a peace, more peaceful reality than what Hillary Clinton would have like unleashed on the world. And that's, even that is like, he can give away all this money to rich people, but if you're not also playing the war game, then you're the enemy. And so like, I think like, why does why would Trump stump for Bernie if Bernie's his adversary? Because 
if all Trump Trump's these angles again, like a junkyard dog, like a fucking street fighter, all he's looking for is weakness. And he sees that the Democrats are afraid of Bernie. So he just leans into that because yeah, the DNC, the, the only actual power that the DNC has at this point is that they're obstructionist in Congress against his agenda. And so like, he, it's going to be deadlocked no matter what, but like, for him playing like a game theory version of things like of course, why wouldn't you just press on that because like he he's probably yeah. at best he's like well they're gonna try and fuck bernie over anyway and at worst i get a well, real that, fight on my hands that was that was i guess my point is that like i think in his mind or i i mean not to do the thing that i was like lamenting against but yeah it's hard um to do, yeah, yeah it, 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 i think it's probably like like uh you know, like the boss thing, like, like, like the DNC is the fucking boss. If there's a chance to cut the fucking head off the snake, take, you take it. Right. And then you, and then you deal with what comes after, i.e. Bernie, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, if you destroy the DNC, like that's your only chance to do that in that moment, you right. know? And then once that happens, then you have a real fight. And then the fight to actually take the real power then, you know, and it's like that, like. Exactly. And that's why I was like sort of fantasizing in 2016. Like I was like, the Republicans should preempt uh, the Democrats and nominate Bernie and then make Trump the vice president and have a one party, (laughs) have a one party uh, election and then literally win 70 percent of the vote. And, like, wipe the Democrats from history. Like, that would have been the best play. Honestly, now, if the if it looks like the Democrats are going to fuck Bernie Sanders over, if the GOP is smart, since now the GOP is literally, like, has no teeth at all, has no, like, nobody gives a shit about the GOP, they should literally, literally, for real, nominate Bernie Sanders. Because, like, one of the articles I was reading that wasn't a Bernie hit piece uh, was talking about like this leftward trend, uh, even on the right, where you have like somebody like Romney switching completely to saying now we need to give welfare to um, the poorest people, healthcare with like basically no restrictions at all, like almost like a UBI thing, except more, almost more left wing because he wants to give them healthcare. And uh, even Rubio was like had published some report citing these socialist. Uh, economists about like how to fix problems and stuff like that like the gop is scrambling just as much as the dnc um now do i think the gop will actually nominate bernie no but they should because they would fucking win trump would start like trump would literally declare martial law if they did that but i'm just saying like politically ideologically especially yeah (laughs) i mean that's that's your best fucking play and then uh, but you know obviously that's just a fantasy but like that's how crazy things have gotten um, and yeah, I don't think like, I, I don't, so, it's not even that I don't think Trump has a plan. I don't fucking care because like, he doesn't act like it anyway. And so it doesn't matter, but like you do see, he is savvy enough to see where weaknesses are and how to exploit them. Um, do you, do you think, so like in terms of like a contested convention, like, what do you think the DNC's play is in terms of a situation like that? Well, the rules are that if if no one has a majority after the first ballot, then the superdelegates— 50%. Yeah, then the superdelegates are activated. So On at, the second ballot, yeah, right? So at that point, it doesn't matter. If, we, if it's a contested—if it's a fucking brokered convention in that way where they go to a second ballot, um, then Bernie's fucked. And yeah. no floor fight's going to— it's either going to get literally violent in on the floor um, yeah. or, well, this is my problem. This is what, this is what's scarier maybe even than a Bernie assassination is the, unfortunately the Bernie people are not organized, like not, not, they're not militantly organized. And by militant, I don't mean in terms of our sure, struggle, sure, sure. I just mean they're not, actual cadres so they're not capable of on the fly in a unified way being able to do anything and that's what that's the problem so like so there's there's different 
different versions of this, but just still sticking with the second ballot one, I don't I don't see how they come out on top. Like somebody was talking about um like they're like, can you imagine if the Republicans had superdelegates, what Trump would do? He would have started like an insurrection. Like he would have destroyed yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. party over that. And he would have been right to do it. Um but like the I think if they get to a second ballot, it's game over. And and I, that's yeah, going to cost th- the Democrats the election, but they don't care about that. The, the, and that's why, like, the thing about I, – I, one of the reasons I come so down, like, hard on Warren is because, like, from the beginning, like, what is she doing? Other, like, she's not going to win, right? Right, right? You know what I mean? Like, like so – like what's her play you know what i mean and her her play is at least effectively and like even more like um if you want to like put some like malicious intent behind it it's to pull from bernie and to just like this fucking fantasy that like she's gonna fucking give bernie her fucking delegates or some shit like there's no fucking way and like so I don't understand, like, why it's, like, so passe to tell her to get the fuck out of the race. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's a great point. The Bernie people are scared still, and part of that is a leadership problem. Like, if she stays in the race until the fucking convention, we're fucked. Yeah, that's true. Like, the only people who, uh, to that point, what Bernie should be doing is... um on the low or figuring out a way to do it indirectly, um, he should be pushing Yang or Tulsi. I don't care. Um, he should be promoting that, figuring out ways to get them an edge in because they're the only ones who are going to throw votes to him. Steyer might honestly, yeah. uh, but not yeah. just cause they're <laughs> buddies, but like Steyer seems honestly way more like a straight dealer than the rest of these fucking vipers. And so like, I mean, yeah, I just don't – the thing, though, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, whoever the fucking stooge is that they put in Biden's place, because they can't – I they just – I just – they I don't know if they have the balls to put someone as stupid as Joe Biden against Trump. Dude, like, I, don't I know. mean, if you – I mean, if we really want to fucking get crazy – this isn't even – Michael Hudson literally said this, I think, in an interview that um, he thinks that they'll – nominate bloomberg at the convention yeah that's that seems honestly from their perspective that seems way more reasonable because like and then then so then what's the effect you whip all the biden votes the Buttigieg votes the klobuchar votes and the warren votes and then you have a majority well you have majority with the superdelegates at least um yeah and nominating bloomberg at the convention would be much more consistent with their brand first of all, and he's so tepid, like, it's like Felix said, like, if if Bloomberg's the nominee, Trump will win every state. Every oh, single it, state. Including New York. Including yeah. New York, which uh, is, like, a crazy thing to say, but he's right, like, and even if he's, like, only 80% right, like, it's going right, to, right. this will yeah. go down as the worst loss in, like, presidential history. Um, I could totally see him doing that, because you can't, who, you can't nominate Warren. That's, you can't not because Bloomberg. of her policy. She just is terrible. Yeah, that's Bloomberg's play too. So it's like, like who knows if there's like some backdoor fucking dealings going on between the DNC and Bloomberg. Yeah. But like, he literally like, he, what he's not on the ballot until fucking like, uh, South I don't Carol- even know South what Carolina like or something. Yeah. Nevada maybe or, mm. or some shit like like. So it's that's his play too, you know. So even from like a personal standpoint, from him is like that's his best case scenario, you right. know. Um, so yeah, I mean. So the other well, okay. So let's run down the other options then. So that's that's with a ballot. That's with a second ballot. Second ballot, Bernie's dead. Yeah. Nothing, almost nothing you can do. I mean, it would literally take an act of God to change that. I don't know what the fuck they could do. They would have to like. They would literally, again, they won't do this, but they would have to fucking go full, full Jimmy Hoffa and like start physically intimidating delegates into voting for them. 
uh, for Burnham. Yeah, yeah. Which well, is fine. I'd fucking and, do it. I don't give a fuck. Like, that's fine with me. But they they won't do that. Um, so that's right. probably death. The other, there's another way, broker convention can mean different things, I think. Like, before any votes are cast, you could even delay votes. You can do all type of shit. And, uh-huh. like, there could be some, like, grand compromise somehow where they they won't let Bernie be president, but they'll say, okay, we'll let you be vice president, but we'll we'll put a stooge in, we'll put Joe Biden in pre- as president or somebody or Bloomberg and let let Bernie let you have more like Cheney like control when you're elected or something like that. The problem with that is <laughs> you're still gonna lose to Trump, even with Bernie on the ticket. Like yeah, and so like the I I guess and and as far as like another. Bernie would have to start figuring out how to whip the actual candidates. He would have to be like, okay, Klobuchar, I'm going to give you whatever appointment you want. I'll make you secretary of state because I'm insane. Or um, Warren, you get to be vice president and the treasury secretary. Um, Like basically he would have to recruit the actual candidates to back him directly. Which is yes, I a hundred percent, and and that's the only way I could see, like it happening. It, it, if he makes fucking Elizabeth Warren his vice president, he's fucked. Like yeah. like they will kill, they will fucking kill him. Like like for sure. Right. Like there's no fucking doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Like and that that is even possibly a more terrifying situation is that if they somehow. Uh, do something like you know, like um, okay, Bernie, like like you're saying, like that, like they they try and create this some sort of grand compromise where he gets in somewhere and then he's either um, rin- like he's either neutered or he somehow fucking they like uh like let him be president for six months before they fucking off him, or they let him get elected. And then they kill him between November and January, and then yeah, and then a constitutional crisis happens, and Trump doesn't give power over because the vice president wasn't nominated, and didn't win the election. That I think is probably you know that doesn't even sound crazy to me. That sounds reasonable to me, like yeah, because that is that plays into Trump's what Trump actually wants, which is like you know unlimited power and terms and all that stuff and at that point like there would be such chaos that it would be hard to really it would be honestly it would be hard to make the argument that power should be handed over um and so you know right. whatever the fuck i mean it's all this is what i was saying in an episode or two ago i don't know if we've released it at the time of this recording but like i was like bernie the prospect of bernie winning should be much scarier to people than any other outcome not because we don't want it, but because that's when things get super volatile. You don't know what the fuck capital will do in response to this. It's that's, not just going to be yeah. – it's not going to be hit pieces. It's going to be sabotage. It's going to be financing right-wing militias, trying to destabilize civil life, forcing Bernie to declare states of emergency. You know, just – I mean, endless. It's going to turn into fucking South Africa in 1992. Like, there's no they, telling. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, who knows, like, what they try and fucking bring to the Supreme Court to fucking, like, literally take him out of it. Like, you know, I mean, like, there's no, there's no end to these, like, horrible situations that you come up with. Right. If, if he does get the nomination, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, um, so, like, our, like, like, when, when we, like, when these people talk about unity and shit, it's like, that's why that you can't give these fuckers an inch. And that's actual unity. You know, that's not just some fucking like, um, like what they're set, like what they're using the term as is that like, be nice to me on Facebook or some right, bullshit. Right, right, right. It's like, uh, no back, like back Bernie. So like, he doesn't fucking get killed with yeah. the heart attack gun. Yeah, that's true. All these people are, um, they're like, I mean, Bill Maher is almost a more comic version of this now because he's such a like insane war hawk, racist, sexist, whatever. But like, you know, Bill Maher, when 
would the shit he would say like it sounds almost innocuous and annoyed but really it's like putting the footings in for like a real fascist takeover like this you know it's interesting that these fucking tankies are like oh the red brown alliance the you know we need to be wary of this it's like the real red brown alliance meaning the fascist communist alliance isn't between communists and fascists in modern america it's between liberals it's, and the right. fucking capitalists liberals and yeah of course and that's right and that's happening so to your point which is really important like if these people don't back bernie they're they are facilitating the change the the handing of power over to forces so dark that they could scarcely imagine it i mean like exactly you know, like exactly like if they think like i think it was like Franzak said on Turanon, if they think this is fascism, just fucking wait. Yeah, and like, and that can look a like, lot of different ways. Sure. Like, just for example, like but what, what no- I'm what I'm thinking is just let's say they let Trump stay in power, but things are so chaotic that they all of a sudden can make direct moves and force his hand because either the the constitution's been suspended they cancel congress whatever the fucking crazy shit that happens because either there's a food shortage or a fucking economic crash or bernie gets killed or whatever the fuck happens then you have literal capitalist control directly over trump that he now he's just literally pressing he's just the he's just signing shit and the the liberals get to pretend like they're being a resistance because they're yelling at trump Trump gets to pretend like he's still crazy, but like the capitalists are just directly controlling all the levers of society. Yes, it will be like post 9-11, but like in the fucking scariest fucking way possible, not in like terms of uh, the executive taking power, but like you said, pure capital taking over entirely. Right. It'll just be like it'll be like Pinochet, except like with a veneer of democracy and like truly having that much consolidation of power because. And who. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, who who knows what the fucking law and order Bolsonaro type fucking style of government that we'll get? Because, like you said, if like, say, Bernie were like there, there could be fucking riots in the fucking street. There could be like Ferguson. Uh, uh you know, like, to the fucking millionth degree, and then, like, we are really just fucked. Yeah, and there's no, I mean, you can't, and the other, the other reason that these liberals are so nihilistic and um, selfish and, like, just morally corrupt is that you can't, at a certain point, obviously we're just speculating, but, like, if, if something like this were to happen, you can't come back from it. Or if you come back from it, it's the result of the bloodiest civil war in human history. Like, shit that we can't even, you don't even want to think about. Like, Zizek's always criticizing anarchists for, he's like, he's like, you think you want the rule of law gone, but you don't. Because I've fucking seen what happens. Like, immediately, the gangs, the criminal organized, like he's talking about um, Bosnia. You, immediately the criminal gangs take over they start torturing people setting up rape camps like the most nightmarish shit you can possibly imagine yeah. once you cross yeah. into warfare of any sort open like armed struggle of whatever kind like immediately everybody becomes a pawn in everybody else's game and you just have a nightmare yeah. situation so the and there's lots of ways that that could play out you could have a fascist state a real fascist state um engaging in warfare against the people you could have a right-wing uprising that triggers some sort of left-wing response that the government is then playing both sides and like trying to restore order or like whatever like of course it sounds far-fetched from the perspective of like normal american life but like these are these things it only takes a couple i mean the the financial crash that we are facing is so monumentally bigger than the one in 2008 that like I literally I know the numbers and I can't understand how big it is. You're talking about six months ago, Deutsche Bank's derivative book was five times global GDP. That's how much fake yep. paper is floating around in the one of the biggest investment banks in the world. Like what this will do to the U.S. dollar and this like global economy. Like forget like 
you know, Kaiser likes to talk about China, you know, launching a gold-based currency and then fucking the U.S. dollar. Okay, yeah, that maybe they'll do that. But like, if 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 things yeah. really go downhill, if these debts get called in and the derivatives books implode on all these bubbles, China won't be won't have any markets to sell to because exactly. nobody will be I mean, able to the, afford food. So it's not even a real problem, and that's scary. The China. The China play is to literally just let exactly what's happening right now continue to happen. Right, because and their shit's all fake too. Like their development's yeah. real, but their economy's fake. Like, and not just because of communists like forgeries and propaganda. They they literally like they can't. They they have all these ghost cities built because they just need to keep dumping money into production and it, like to no end like they can't get themselves out of it because they're playing the capitalist game anyways that plus like the fucking as climate change like continues to like explode yeah yeah that's that's the threat and i've tried to make that point on the show a lot the, the real the threat isn't internal political like fake civil war shit i'm talking about when the foundations of society crumble and then we are left with somebody who's not Bernie Sanders, that's when things get terrifying. Because yeah, I mean, it's like the problem. Just the last no point. One, the, no, the problem with Trump is not that he's a fascist. The problem with Trump is he literally doesn't know what to do. Puerto Rico, exactly. he just ignores it. He doesn't know how to fix the problems. That's where he's actually impotent, and that's what's dangerous. Yeah, I think there's. Like the food shortages thing is, is is something to be really concerned about, and even if it's not Trump, like if fucking Bernie doesn't win, then what? Like what type of government do you think is going to, um, you know, come to power over the next twenty years, twelve right. years, fifteen, whatever? Like we're going to slide hard right, and then like when you said, whenever this fucking like financial catastrophe happens and then on top of that the fucking climate crisis continues to happen globally and we feel that mm -hmm. then running back i mean it's, it's it, like i mean whatever not not to get apocalyptic but it's really hard not to when the writing's on the fucking wall yeah and this is like i mean that's why i've been saying for a while like burning or bust is not that's not about an election that's an existential question like and the, the, uh, yes, the, absolutely. And the thing the liberals don't want to admit, and and this is what's scary is how, in terms of how deluded they are, is like the reason it's Bernie that Bernie or Bus is an existential question isn't because I like Bernie Sanders or don't like Bernie Sanders, whatever. It's, right, it's, right, right, right. They can't wrap their head around. It. <laughs> right. It's because it's simply because things are about to get so unhinged and so bad so quickly that like unless you have somebody in there who is capable of mobilizing the population we don't have a chance of constitutional democracy surviving just for purely structural right. reasons like i think the ashish pointed this out how after like trump was um i can't remember, oh for the border wall he was going to declare like a national emergency to build the wall right. and the republicans the smart ones were like whoa if you fucking do this then if if Bernie Sanders or a progressive gets elected, they can do the same thing yeah. for climate change, which is right. good for us. So right. again, Trump's helping us in, in at least uh, abstractly. Um, but like, but that's literally our only hope is Bernie Sanders declaring a national emergency, taking control of the entire of basically all. He doesn't necessarily need to nationalize everything, but he needs to. Um, just bust up all the monopolies, restructure the banking and debt system, restructure the Fed, um, shut Wall Street down effectively since all that's happening is algorithmic trading that's just like extracting more and more wealth, uh, and destroy the health insurance industry. That's the only way to actually unify the country, like to your point. In a, in a way that would stabilize things and give people something to fight for, because the reason fascism is coming is not because right wing is be, is not because poor people are stupid, and it's not because right wing people are evil. It's because in a moment of utter unimaginable crisis and instability, people will look to strong leaders, whatever the whatever brand they are. But if the DNC kills Bernie Sanders one way or another, then there will be no one on the left for anyone to look to so they're going to look to the right 
right. That was the, yeah, exactly. And that, that, that was my point in terms of the post 9-11 feel is that like what, like what happened after that? The entire country was unified mm-hmm. in moving to the right. Right. You know what I mean? And like, yes, it was in terms of like terrorism and the war on terror. And like, like, of course, that was an absolute fucking horror. Mm-hmm. But like what to your point is that like, um, put like a financial collapse in, like in that situation, like, like, which like, oh, eight times five, you know, mm-hmm. uh, put some sort of food shortages, put some sort of fucking, um, like, disease, like, fucking, who knows, like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. some sort of fucking, like, like, virus that we can't fucking control. Like, any type of situation like that, like, like you said, like, what's gonna happen? The country's gonna unify to the fucking right. Mm-hmm. And, like, the only fucking possible chance we have is, like, in a situation like that, like, like it's uh, someone like Bernie or someone like Bernie in the future, which there is fucking no, and like, ho- like holding the country like t- in fucking reins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody, you have to have somebody on the stick who is like, who's not hell bent on uh, autocratic power. That's your only. Yeah. Op- that's your only hope, and it's he's the only. It's again, it's it, like it has nothing to do with Bernie Sanders as a person, except for how consistent he is. It's simply that there's no one else who's like been able to penetrate the the filters and the the control mechanisms in the political establishment to even get this far. And so, like, yeah, AOC would be great, but she's not legally eligible for fucking eight years or whatever to be president. Yeah. So, like, but it won't matter. Like, I don't. I don't know how many elections we have left. Like climate climate changes, it's it will eat our lunch. Like the twelve, even the twelve year thing is is too conservative for like yeah. certain climate scientists. Like these are not problems we're equipped to even think about in terms of how quickly things are changing. And that being the case, like it, times of drastic action will come. The question is, who do you want in control? Because like play out the liberal fantasy in terms of what I just said. What would Joe Biden do in this situation? He would become much more authoritarian than Trump, at least as far as like um, being savvier, probably at um, trying to leverage political control. He wouldn't help poor people. Trump would help poor people more than Joe Biden. I guarantee you that. Like that's not even a question. But yeah, if you're looking at it from the perspective of like decent society in 2008 America, well, you you don't live in that world anymore. No one does. Like, how come socialism is so popular? Besides Occupy Wall Street putting, like, class war on the map to some degree, it's because people are so fucked economically. Like, 37% of the population isn't working. Of the population that's working, 80% live paycheck to paycheck. Like, and then half of the working people, so 33 roughly percent of, or whatever, 32, 31% of working people make under $18,000 a year. What does that mean? That means... 68% 68% of Americans make less than $18,000 a year. Like $18,000 a year, you can't even pay rent in most places. Yeah. That's literally fucking everybody. It's like Hudson says, the only only the top 5% that own any stocks, they're the ones that basically the economy is built for. Everyone else is fucking desperate, utterly desperate. Well, and, and the fact that like, you know, it's a miracle. Honestly, to me, it's a miracle that like, there haven't been food riots just because of people not having any money. You know, the food is there, but like, who can afford the shit? Yeah, yeah. I think when I like the writing on the wall thing is in the context of the elite, the the, the fucking elite class, the capitalist class in this country sees the writing on the wall and they're trying to grab the because like. What the like? Every fucking year, you see some fucking Pentagon study. You see some fucking shit about like uh, societal collapse. You know what I mean? Right. And like shit like this. And so to think that like capitalists aren't trying to hoard every fucking cent they fucking can at this point because they see within the next fucking so many years things are going to get that much fucking worse. Mm. There's only one fucking response to that is to fucking try to dismantle the capitalist class 
as fucking much as we can right now. Right. And that's the only chance we have in moving forward when when collapse comes. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Hudson said it, too, like, the low wages and people's, like, economic precarity is, like, that's a, that is class war. Like, that's the purpose of it is to discipline the population. Like, right. the, the only reason they're, ha you know, aside from my astonishment that people aren't just starving to death and then, like, trying to just attack fucking Walmart or whatever, um, but that aside, like, the real reason people don't rise up or whatever is because they can't afford to. They can't, like, there's no society. There's only this just desperation of survival, and they make well, sure they have just to... enough to keep your nose above the above water, yeah, and exactly. never any more than that. And so, like, if that's the case, then, like, people... It's not even the people... Like, I love... my One of my favorite statistics is... What is Latino's number one um, election issue? What is it? Climate change. Why? Because pe Latinos aren't racist caricatures of themselves. You know, like yeah. the, the liberals would be like, why isn't it? Or, you know, immigration. Well, it's not immigration because they know that we live in the same world. They live in the same world as the rest of us. They have the same concerns as the rest of us. And so, like, the nobody is nobody's fooled anymore you know aside from boomers or something who are just like living off a pension and have no concept of reality uh beside beyond what the tv says but like the the idea the idea just the the point again like the idea that things can go on as they have been that's the true utopia that's what can't sustain itself so right. you have to choose they, they, bernie or bust yeah that 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 to your point of like keeping everyone you know just fucking barely above water it like like when when people talk about class like it's not a fucking talking point you know what i mean no. like when people talk about giving power back to the fucking whatever you want to call them like proletariat fucking working class like it's giving them a chance to fucking survive mm -hmm. and like not just like survive in terms of healthcare, and that would be like obviously important but like like existentially fucking survive as a people right i and mean like if they yeah. if, if, if 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 we don't have that power then like like you like the entire fucking like i mean we just die as a as, as a class you know what i mean like i mean literally like in the next literally in the next 50 years like Poor people just die as as a people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, so like again, to the liberal mind, and it's the liberals aren't important except that they're a barrier to change. That's the reason sure. we're so critical of them and focusing on them is because if you get that out of the way and you just have naked right wing power versus an actual left, which is what Bernie Sanders at least nominally represents, then yeah. then you have a real then you have a actual political divide that could open itself to changing things fundamentally for better or worse. And it's your only, it's the only chance we have. Right. And the, and the, but that for that very reason, that's why the liberal class is so hell bent on preventing it from not even, not only Bernie getting nominated, but even the, the idea of Bernie possibly being capable of being nominated that's what that's the enemy that's what I, I exactly yeah i hate that fucking what's that like kurt vonnegut thing of like poor people are just embarrassed millionaires or some shit oh uh the, the steinbeck thing about like yeah how like the the Whatever. reason there's no the reason there's no class consciousness is because um, Americans see themselves as temporarily impoverished millionaires. Embarrassed millionaires. Yeah, okay. The reason I fucking hate that is because the only class of people that think that way are fucking middle-class liberals. Right, that's true. That's who fucking is the because they don't think of themselves as poor people. Poor people know they're not going to be fucking millionaires, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Like, no fucking poor person is like, 
Oh, I'm, I was like, I'm fucking, you know, like one small business away from being a fucking millionaire, whatever the fuck. Right. They think that like poor people fucking think. They were like, it, that's not fucking true. No. They, like the fucking liberal fucking middle class thinks that either literally or at least in terms of they think they're millionaires compared to fucking working class mm-hmm. people. Right. Uh, yeah, and that's like, well. The, the class hatred is the fundamental, like, that's a defining feature of the liberal mind in the, well, the current version of, like, liberal reality or whatever. It used to be more openly white supremacist, but now it's just, like, absolute hatred and disdain for the poor based on nothing. Like, I love the, <laughs> you know, the, the ideological, like, constellation of, to your point about, like, poor people don't see themselves as temporarily impoverished millionaires. They see themselves as poor people, largely. Um, the the liberals think of themselves that as temporarily impoverished millionaires because they've bought into the um, – and they've created the entrepreneurship propaganda. But then if you look at the actual economy, entrepreneurship is down by 50 percent since the 70s. Like – Right. Even that, like, kind of like nose the grindstone with this magical capital backing you, even that isn't fucking real anymore. It's not possible because financialization in the economy has turned the entire economy into basically a graveyard for both um, industrial production, which eh, that's part and parcel to automation, but or like automation plays a huge role in that. But, in, but there, if, if anyway, if the economy was structured around actually trying to give people jobs and produce stuff there are right. ways to hedge against automation without abandoning automation that keeps people employed and gets the society better namely doing construction on infrastructure and focusing on healthcare as like a a source of um vocation as well as a social good and you know education science all of that shit anyways a nuclear power like re redoing the power grid and so like the um the point being that like even the liberal fantasies can't sustain themselves as fantasies because they're so falsifiable and like like that's the whole like the tragedy of social media is like you know the way it's structured like take instagram influencers and all that stuff like this whole like self-promotion self-branding shit it, it, like maybe it's even interesting and maybe people actually get something out of looking at it but those influencers themselves are dirt poor they don't get paid off of this shit like right. the only person who gets paid is mark zuckerberg facebook gets all the ad revenue off of this and then people are left scrounging for scraps even though the pictures are shiny and maybe the girls are like hotter or whatever you know whatever the fuck right well and and what does that tell us it tells us that these people they're not stupid they're doing it to make money and they're doing it to make not a lot of money yeah so they're they're smart enough to realize that they have no other option than to fucking play this fucking influencer game or whatever you right. know what I, mean? I mean like what is it like uh you know I, like chinese kids like want to be, like you know like that surveyed like in like you know whatever percentage wants to become like whatever like you know doctors or engineers or some shit yeah and then like american kids want to be like youtube fucking kids. and it's like well yeah, okay, there is some fucking social fucking critique there, mm-hmm. uh, and cultural critique, obviously. But there's also, obviously, an economic and class critique there in terms of, like, you know, these kids have fucking poor parents. Mm-hmm. They know, like, like a lot of them know that, like, the upward mobility is a myth, and that, like, that's their last chance, you know what I mean? Right. Is to, like, uh like become a fucking brand themselves or whatever you know and make whatever small amount of money off fucking youtube ad shit they can or whatever yeah even if they're middle class right now they know that their future is not middle class like yeah i think that's what's really broken things open too besides just the internet allowing people to talk to each other without um without the same like geographic and class mediation is that this 
in the same way that automation is taking jobs from every level of society and white collar might get wiped out first and the, in the same like sort of nonlinear sense the 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 just the the imploded economy has fucked over the former middle class kids as well as the poor kids even worse and so like all these all these gen all these zoomers know full well that there's no future like they might be too young to really like play that all the way out but they know that there's not like there's not some happy um middle class idyllic life in suburbia for them that's not coming yeah. like it's over that shit is done and so that's you know, and, and, that's why they're all fucking communists now well and even like young kids like i work with young kids teenage kids and it's like you know people want to joke or kind of like poo-poo the like uh oh like woolworth like the joke oh they joke about woolworth three and they joke about being drafted and it's like how do you think that's going to play, like, um, in terms of, like, of the larger conscious? You know what I mean? Like, like, in terms of, like, not having a future, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, like, like they, they're not as stupid as people think. They're no. not just some fucking, like, clout-chasing fucking kids. Right. You know, like, they know, like, just today, the fucking kids are, like, jo- and, like, we all know kids, like, joke about things they're fucking scared of. You know what I mean? Sure. And, so all of these jokes about World War Three, the coronavirus, like all this type of shit, is um, fear. Mm-hmm. Like they're fucking scared. Like like they they don't think there is a future. And like what they they don't know that the fucking climate change is is fucking coming. Right. They don't they don't know that. Of course they fucking know that. Even like we're at the point now where like. Uh, teachers can't even hide that like it used to be that like you know you would have like right wing fucking football coaches like that like e- we're at the point now where even people like that are teaching like yeah you're fucked right and like and those fears are I and I'm sure you mean this but like those fears are well founded like absolutely the, if, if they're afraid of getting drafted they know they're fucking cannon fodder and they're right like that's not we're, there's nothing there's nothing to even critique about that. Like, there's no yeah. way to, there's no way to even denounce any of that shit. And like, they're, you know, they're like digital natives to the nth degree, meaning primarily like their reflexive interaction with the world is spans far beyond their high school. Whereas for us, like that was as far as you could go. Um, yes. But for them, like I know, like kids at the gym, like this dude's like 19 or whatever. Uh, since he was in high school, he couldn't post his work. He's like freakishly strong and shit, but like he can, he can be in touch with a global powerlifting community and get all this like shit that nobody had access to before. So like, and, and I'm only bringing that up in the sense of like the reason to your point, like they can't hide climate change is because if you have a fucking smartphone, you can call bullshit on everything immediately Uh and you don't have to rely on like, Oh, people in my like, physical vicinity don't agree with me so i should feel ashamed about this no i can go find a million people who fucking agree with me somewhere else and yeah what it does is it's a corrective to this the the fake social power of formally like like potent institutions like you can't what are you gonna do i mean i haven't you know i haven't been in a K through 12 school in like 20 years but like just the fact that they have computer like laptops in the classroom and all that stuff like well, you can't you can't keep a lid on any of this stuff. And so for these kids, though, uh, once they figure out how to weapon, here's okay. I'll just give you an example. Um, so I, since I I'm a reseller on on Amazon to make money, like I go to these thrift stores, and some of the kids in there that work there are in high school, and so I talk to them, whatever. And anyway, I went to see one of their high school plays, and one of the kids in the play. And this play is, like, far more radical than what would ever gotten produced uh, 20 years ago. Like, it's unthinkable. Mm-hmm. Like, they're talking about rape and abortion and all this shit. Um, <laughs> and one of the kids, like, the sort of, like, uh, he wasn't the heavy in the play, but he was sort of the heartthrob at the end. He, uh, uh-huh. I find out that this kid in real life, like, the kid looks like fucking Ryan Gosling. And then I found out yeah. later he's a Bernie stan. And I'm like, okay, here's our goal. Our goal is to survive 
we get Bernie elected to make sure humanity survives for five years until these kids can come and save the world because we yeah. can't fucking do it. Like that's wh- that's what it is. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, what other choice do we fucking have? You know what I <laughs> right. Mean? Like, like we better fucking hope so. You know, and like the when we talk about like giving them a chance and giving poor people a chance. Like, if they don't have the option to save the world, then they're not going to. Right. Then they are not, then they won't be able to, and we will just be fucking indentured fucking slaves eating cat food for fucking forever. Yeah, it will be the, will be the prawns in District 9 until the, until the wildfires envelop the rest of the world. Yes. All right. Well, on that uplifting note. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. I I uh, have to get up. Yeah. uh, I appreciate coming on and giving like three hours. It's pretty awesome. I mean, like I know it's all over the place, and uh, just for the record, uh, this is the first time I've ever done this. So if I come off as like a pure crazy person, (laughs) it's because. uh, And we're all like insulated in our bubble, so like to get some of this stuff out is just purely cathartic. So thank you for that. For sure. Um, No, you were you were good. It's good as long as you keep talking, it all works. Our our only enemy is dead air. So. Okay. Well. Um. Uh. Okay. Well, I will expect my ten thousand dollar check in the mail for the appearance. And uh, I'll yeah I'll get I'll I'll talk to my Russian handler and uh, see what we can do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'll check in with my CIA, CIA handler as well, and uh, he wanted me to get all of this out. So, uh, <laughs> and now we have a record so that we can be interned in camps when they decide to turn on us. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can just flip. So that'll be so. <laughs> we're all just cops anyway. So. All right. All right. Well, yeah. Take it easy, and uh, that was fun. Thank you. All right. Take it easy. All right. Bye.